0: Welcome back to Hidden Messages Podcast. Today in how well does it hold up? I'm talking about The Long Kiss Goodnight. Now, this is kind of a cheat entry because whereas other movies in this series of how well do they hold up were things that I watched in the 80s or early 90s and literally hadn't seen for decades and then watched again. The Long Kiss Goodnight, I think I've seen it more recently, but not that recently. So it came out in the late 90s, I want to say 97 or 98 or something like that. And I watched it in college on VHS, I watched it several times in college, I think on VHS. And then I think it was on TV a couple times on the early aughts. And I saw it then too. And I've seen it several times. So it's not one of those things where like I saw it once and then I haven't seen it again. That said, I probably haven't seen it in like at least 10 years. So... It's on HBO right now. Well, I don't know if it's on HBO when you're listening to this, but when I'm recording this, it's on HBO. And I was like, you know what? I want to watch it again and see if it holds up or how well it holds up. And honestly, I was kind of surprised at how well it doesn't hold up. Like, I still enjoyed watching it. I still think there are really compelling parts to it, but I think a lot of it's just nostalgia. And I also think that even though white feminism has sort of dominated the discourse about like women power and girl power, whatever, there is still this sense in which... You know, even that bare minimum of white women having the lead and doing action-y stuff, there's still something minimally refreshing about that. So yeah, it's cool to see Gina Davis kicking butt and shooting people and whatever, or pretending to shoot people, not actually shooting people. Okay, well, let me let me give a back story. So if you haven't seen Long Kiss Goodnight, I actually don't recommend it. <laughs> I mean, if you see it, that's fine. And you may actually enjoy parts of it. I still enjoy parts of it. But the premise of it is there's a woman who has amnesia it actually kind of it kind of mirrors total recall in some senses but she has amnesia she's living a suburban life she's a school teacher she is on the pta whatever you know she's just very typical white middle class suburban i think we're meant to understand she lives in like the northeast somewhere like upstate new york pennsylvania something like that and she has a very supportive husband or fiance i think it's a husband she has a daughter she just kind of does her normal stuff At the same time, she knows she has amnesia and she's actually enlisted the services of a private investigator to try to find out what's her past. Private investigator Samuel L. Jackson, he does a really great job in this role. And and Gina Davis does a great job in her role as well. I actually think all of the acting is really good in this movie. The way certain characters are written, eh, not so much. So Samuel L. Jackson, he does an amazing job with the character he's given. His character is kind of not that great. They try to do this thing where... And I don't know if this was actually in the script or if Samuel Jackson just threw in these lines and they kept them, but there is this kind of weird dynamic where his character makes jokes about like, I'm the black help help. or yes, Miss Daisy, like this sort of weird dynamic of like this main white character who's just kind of like my whole job is just the black supporting character to help her in her journey. and the char- his character actually says these things to a certain extent, but then the movie still keeps going with it. Like it's, it's almost like the movie's calling out itself, but then not doing anything about it, which is weird. So again, I don't know if that was actually written in the script or if Samuel L. Jackson was just like, I want to say this line passive aggressively. And then they just kept it in, but man, he like his character <laughs> goes through a lot. I got to say, first of all, there is, there is a, a scene. It's a very brief scene. That's, that could be super triggering that, frankly, I don't think needed to be in here for the movie to work where samuel jackson now first of all samuel jackson's character and gina davis's character they both get the the crap beat out of them i mean they physically they go through a lot of stuff in this movie but there's this one scene where he is basically like naked and tied up and beaten up in like a dark area and the way that it's lit and the way that it's shot it kind of makes it look like he's on a slave ship now granted there were bad people who did it to him but it just seems like wholly unnecessary and frankly I don't know, kind of gross, but I don't know why they did that. And then the other thing that I don't love about this movie that actually I didn't love even when I first saw it, even when I really loved this movie, is the daughter character. Now, the woman who plays the daughter, she's one of the Zima sisters. I forget what her first name is. I think she actually does a great job acting this role. I mean, I don't know how old she was at the time, but, you know, there's certain kid actors that they just hire because they're cute. And they can say some stuff, but then there are certain kid actors that have sort of intensity to them, and you can tell that they're into it. Sort of like the woman in Stepmom, who was like, I think she was like eleven at the time, but she did she did a great job in that as the as the daughter, Susan Sarandon's daughter. I don't remember what her name is, but in any case, that's not really what this movie's about. So long, kids, good night. The daughter character, the actress does a great job with her, but the character is just kind of like silly, like she just like weak makes silly decisions now granted her character's eight like it's not supposed to be that sharp but yeah it just it just i don't know i mean you kind of get like okay so she has to save her daughter because it's her daughter but they don't do a lot in the movie to make you feel like you have your own sense of urgency for this kid it's really just like well i guess she's kind of like kid's kind of annoying but i guess she has to save her kid so the, those are some weak points in in the script the movie still has a lot of things going for it as i said before the acting is all good gina davis of course does an excellent job not just in terms of the acting but in terms of the physicality like it's not it's not like she suddenly becomes a black belt i mean oh no i mean maybe she is a black belt i don't know but there, it the the movie is not that demanding in terms of her like having a lot of hand-to-hand combat scenes like there is some hand-to-hand combat but i think they do a good job of making her look skilled without necessarily making demanding that she learn some super tricky choreography. That said, it's not the fight scenes that most impress me. There's this one part where Gina Davis does some little trick with a hand, her hand in like a shot cup where she like rolls it drinks it and then rolls it again. And maybe maybe it's not even that hard to do, but it looks hard to do and it looks pretty cool. I was just like, is that one of those things where like she just knew how to do that and they were like, that just looks cool. Let's just have your character do that. Or they wanted her to actually do that and then she had to like learn how to do, I don't know. But it's a pretty cool scene. I like that scene. I think that the bad guy, and I don't know what the actor's name is, but they did such a good job casting him. I feel like he does a really great job of like being bad, being somewhat charming, but being very bad. And then having this sort of like back and forth of being smarmy and being scary. I don't know. I think they did a great job casting him. And at the end, I guess, even though Samuel L. Jackson's character gets the crap beaten out of him many, many, many times and is almost dead, he doesn't die. So that's good. The black guy lives. And yeah, I don't know. It, I, I kind of was expecting it to hold up better. But the other thing, too, is that the plot moves at a very weird pace. Like, I feel like it spends a lot of time in the beginning with the discovering who she is. And then once she actually has to start doing stuff, it just wraps up very fairly quickly. And I think I would have shifted a little bit of that. And and I mean, not, not that she just discovers who she is immediately, but like maybe have that be the first 20 minutes of the movie. And then she spent, or 20, 25 minutes of the movie, and then she spends like an hour plus solving stuff and finding out stuff and doing stuff. But maybe that's just a nitpick. I guess what I would say is if you love the film, well, then you love the film, right? If you've never seen the film, honestly, I don't recommend it. I think Gina Davis has plenty of other stuff that's way better than this. I think Samuel Jackson obviously has tons of stuff that's better than this. And there's even a lot of white female action hero movies that are better than this at this point yeah so i would say if you haven't seen it don't see it and i would also say frankly if you're like me and you had seen it and you kind of sort of remember liking it but you're not really sure if it's worth watching i don't really think it's worth watching so i'm gonna say i don't recommend this movie anymore it's very sad because actually when it came out i really loved it i watched it all the time and there are scenes i like i guess if you're i guess if you are going to watch it just watch it for the little shot glass scene so in any case that's the long kiss good night hi it's me again. I'm back for a very quick note about Long Kiss Goodnight that I forgot to mention, but I was thinking about while I was watching the movie, which is there's a weird thing in it that's mentioned only a couple of times, but just is a little bit cringy, which is Gina Davis's character encounters somebody from her spy past who mentions that she's frumpy. I guess the implication is that because she's a housewife, Or, no, not even a housewife. She's because she's a suburban school teacher mother that she's gotten out of shape as opposed to being a spy assassin person who would be in shape. The, The word frumpy, I don't know. Like, I feel like flabby, maybe instead of frumpy. But at the same time, like, when he says this, she's in, I don't know, like, not exactly very form fitting clothing. So I'm like, I don't get how you're even getting that she's frumpy. And then there's another scene. Where she herself, as the assassin persona, like, refers to her own body and, and talks about how fat her butt is. And she's, like, pointing at her butt, and you're like, you're Gina Davis in the 90s, and you're super skinny. And I can't believe they wrote that into the script, that you're pointing at your butt that's not fat, and then saying how fat it is. It, I don't know. It's, like, you can make a case that, I don't know, her persona, her assassin persona is has like weird ideas but it it isn't really challenged in the film right like like they don't have a reaction from samuel jackson's character saying like what are you been talking about like it there's just kind of like a given that like oh she's fat or she's frumpy and it's like i don't know it's weird so yeah another mark against long kids good night <laughs> though yeah i if if you still want to see that scene with the shot clock a uh, shot I don't even know if it's a glass. It's like a little silver thing, I think, instead of a glass. But um, I think it's cool, and that's worth seeing. But, oh, boy, there are issues.